In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 17. This is 2010. Kanye West's, oh God, there's so many apostrophe S's in that. My beautiful, dark, <laughs> twisted fantasy. Oh yeah, welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. This is a song about when Russell sold knives. Some people thought he was a dream killer. And I heard somebody very smart once say that a good dream killer with a lot of knives would be Freddy. Here is all of the knives. Oh, oh, oh. their home i ring the bell i call their phone got knives to sell i go inside i do my spiel my knives are sharp they're stainless steel i cut that rope they try to bail i threaten them i need to sell they buy a bunch i'm relieved i got a hunch this is a pyramid scheme this When you want to hear about the greatest I, albums of no. all time, I could have a billion knives, but you're just too lazy to look it up. Twenty years ago, I would have just killed it. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. All right, what is up, everybody? This is Beck Did It Better. And now let's give a toast to the jerk-offs. Let's give a toast <laughs> to the assholes. We've got Russell in Minnesota. How are you doing, Russell? They say I'm the abomination of Rob's podcast nation. Twisted fictions, Aaron's sick feet addiction. We'll gather round, Beckerhead. Zip it. Listen. Ooh. Oh, my God. It's like I'm there. Rosie out in Oaktown. How are you doing, Rosie? We're in the presence of genius, and I'm not just talking about Kanye West. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, guys. Ooh. That's because uh, he's he has a nude photo of Albert Einstein behind him. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was just about to tell you guys, like, to this week, I'm going to try to really be clean. Okay. <laughs> So after that nude photo of Albert Einstein talk, I'm done. Albert, Albert crushed those boudoir photos 50, 60 years ago, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, e equals MC. Okay. Uh, Matt in Minneapolis, why don't you say something while I get back to my joke about Albert Einstein? I'm going to think about it. I'm uh, just happy to be here, Rob. I think you are absolutely wasting your talents trying to teach kids. And so, I don't know. I think we need to take up a GoFundMe or something to get make sure that you uh, – Get like a two-year hiatus, go out to Hawaii, maybe uh, just start laying some tracks mm-hmm. down. And, yes. You know, and, uh, my school will pay for a sabbatical, and I wonder if I wrote down that I want to do parody songs over karaoke, over, you know, Korean karaoke tracks that I find on YouTube. By the way, that's the best quality karaoke track I could find for this song. It's, it's not good. great if you really listen to it. The Rob, if you, if there, you moved to Hawaii and started your own, your own new music thing, would you let me be kind of like the Nicki Minaj on your tracks? Would you let me come on and do some intros and do some verses here and there? 
Ross, when I think of you, I the first person I think of usually is Nicki Minaj. So I think that makes perfect sense to me. Her, it's just her, her breasts are just slightly bigger than mine. I don't quite <laughs> have her beard. Uh, you nailed that kind of guttural thing she does. I was I was impressed. I've been there, working on that all week. I love it. Yeah, you nailed it. All right, everybody shut up. Let's go to voicemails. This is the Beck line. If you want to call the Beck line, go to 802-277-BECK. And you normally don't spell the Beck part. That is actually makes it more confusing. It's 802-277-2325. Hey, guys. This is Aaron from Minneapolis. I wanted to call and say I love the podcast. Oh. Totally makes me laugh out loud. I've been trying to decide if you guys are actually really funny or if I'm just immature oh. or if Aaron's <laughs> laugh is just so great that I'm cracking up all the time. Maybe it's <laughs> yes. a combination of those things. But thanks for taking the time to do this. It's providing me a much-needed laugh during uh, these weird, weird times. All right, Aaron, don't depress us at the end, okay? You were nice to us. Let's let's just leave it at it's, that. It's kind of annoying that Aaron uses his female voice to call in and leave voicemails. Like, I, I, I appreciate it, Aaron. Like, I know you enjoy the podcast, but you got to save that falsetto for for later down the road. For the that list. idea is so funny that he's calling in. He goes, "Hey, this is Aaron Garage Door Desk." Oh, I mean, beep. what do you think, though? I do think. What what is it about our podcast that's so great? Okay, so I just want to go through a quick list. I think that, yes, we are funny because most of the time here we're trying to make each other laugh. That's the number one goal of the podcast, I believe. But number two, I think Aaron's laugh is a strong contender for the number one reason this podcast is oh, funny. Yeah, absolutely. We should, do, we should do an Aaron-free segment sometime where I cut out all of Aaron's laughs and all you just hear is just me you know, talking and then just dead air, dead air, dead air. It would be a disaster. If, if Aaron ever quit the podcast, we would go have to get like a Pete Best or whatever, that guy that replaced Paul McCartney. Who was the guy who replaced McCartney when he got decapitated in the car accident? Billy Shears. Billy Shears. If, if Aaron yeah. would ever leave the podcast because he, he's got to stay in the garage for too long or something like that, mm-hmm. we would definitely have to go get a replacement Aaron's laugh. I, you know, I have a lot of his laughs taped. I can just play them at any time. <laughs> just, you don't need me anymore. You got what you, got what you need from me. This, yeah, this, is like, this is like that movie Inception. People don't even know right now whether this is Aaron or it's just like recordings of recordings of recordings. We're that of far Aaron. into uh, this. I think mm-hmm. the song yep. sucks. Yeah, <laughs> see, I mean, like, you can't tell who's who anymore. <laughs> But thank you for the very kind voicemail. You know, that was actually a really nice voicemail. Most of our voicemails make fun of us, and that one was almost nice to us without a backhanded compliment. We'll get there. Yes. My, Aaron, we'll get your, my, check, your check to your immediately. For, thank you for that. <laughs> my, uh, I think Aaron is a friend of my wife, Sarah's, and I think everybody that Sarah has kind of told that I do a podcast, you know, it's kind of like, uh, mm. well, Matt's kind of doing a podcast. You know, they all kind of you guys are pretty darn funny, aren't ah. you? You know, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Rob's a, a genius. It's Rosie's true. dropping these laughs. Russell, man, he's got the knowledge. And it, it, yeah, Ooh. we're we're a, we're fucking funny guys. Oh. We're a real. Let's just say it. We're fucking we're a funny. Real life podcast. Yeah. So we did. No, it. Thanks. Thanks for listening, Aaron. We appreciate yep. it. No say doubt. hi to Nick for me. All right. So let's move on to our rolling going actually you know what we should listen to that voicemail again we should just listen to that voicemail anytime we're getting down i'm just gonna play it again it's 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 time to see what everybody's up to it's time for wait this isn't what's our this isn't our voicemail recording is it rob yeah. you don't start every voicemail with this do you <laughs> i think i'm gonna change the voicemail to k rob i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it <laughs> i like k rob i like k rob all right let's go rolling going who's got a who's got a real stinky one that we can start with so we can ignore it later in the podcast 
Who's got the worst one? Okay, I do. I can tell you right now I have the worst one. I want to talk about a review we got on iTunes recently where somebody who we don't know wrote uh, a lot of factual errors, but I was laughing too hard to care. And I just want to say to that person for taking the time to write that comment, fuck off. What are you talking about factual errors? No, 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 that's exactly no, what this no. podcast is. Rob, that's exactly what this is. Rob, you know, sometimes we may make errors, and we're willing to apologize. We should give this person – who who is the, the commenter that left that comment? Uh, it was – uh, Michael Smalldick, 67. No, it was Mike Music. It was Mike Music, 46. So, yeah, let's – you know what? He's, you're right. Let's apologize. I mean, we make, we make errors once in a while. Aaron, Aaron doesn't always do his research. Now an apology from Beck did it better. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Oh, Mike. Beck does it better podcast. Mike Smalldick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I do like the fact that I think it was an episode ago. I was begging if you don't know us and you're listening, email us so we feel good. Somebody <laughs> actually does it and they immediately make me mad by giving me any sort of feedback whatsoever. I was but, listening to some old episodes, though, thinking of like, what did I get wrong? Like, what could have possibly been my error? And I did mention on one episode that I do have a small penis as a joke. And I think that's probably what it was referring to. <laughs> that's but the but to, to Mike's point, I mean, we don't promise anything less than what he just told us we are, right? Well, We'll listen to some songs. We'll yep. state some facts that we think are correct. And, you know, it'll be pretty darn funny. Wait, wait, wait. We're supposed to be trying to be correct on this? I was just no, completely going off no, the rails. not even close. Not even close. Yeah, Aaron's like, wait, wait, we're supposed to tell jokes on this? Yeah, I'm not the, Yeah, I'm not out here trying to be funny. <laughs> My guess is that comment came immediately after Aaron got Wilson Pickett and, and what's the other <laughs> one? Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips confused. <laughs> We're the only we're the only podcast that says Wilson Pickett and then the other one and, and it's then Wilson that other Wilson. There, there's no way that voicemail came after that. What was that? A voicemail or a, a message? No, on it was an iTunes, iTunes review. review. An iTunes Somebody took review. the time to like log in and review, push the review there button, and then no, do it. And no thank chance you for in hell listening, that Mike. review came after after Matt screwed up Offspring and Oasis. No chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> they probably did it after we said that Prince would be a good ending soccer song, and they were like, ah, factually incorrect, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Claire the Square. Yeah, so Dr. Smalldick, fuck off. All right, so the next, the third thing I want to talk about is this. Uh, the business I work for, they have asked me on Thursday, 5 o'clock, they want me to host the company-wide holiday party yes. and to do like the game. So of course it's not a fun holiday party. It is a zoom holiday party mm. and the head of the school who's brand new. So this is a, I would guess this school probably employs. I believe it's called the, the school master at a school you work at. You could be dropping, you could be dropping the podcast all over this thing. Get some more listeners. It actually is a headmaster. <laughs> a headmaster. Rob, Rob works at a, a, not a public school. It, it works at Hogwarts. Yeah, it is. It is a headmaster. And I do wear a robe every day, but they were like, that's not, why, why, do, why do you do that? And I was like, wizards. <laughs> like there's nothing underneath. Um, but they, uh, oh yeah, that robe where I wear something underneath. What are you, a psychopath? Get out of here. Um. <laughs> But he wants me to do this like a Zoom game for the holiday party. So my question is, do you guys have any advice on what I should do to play like a game? Not, I don't need a game. I've got the game done. But is there any advice for, for me for hosting a holiday party for a whole company? Because you know me, when I get nervous, I tend to say things like Dr. Smalldick. So I'm worried <laughs> that I'm going to get in major trouble. My plan is to say something slightly offensive so they never ask me again like – you know, like, oh, let's wait until the legal votes are counted. You know, stuff like that. Like, bring that up over and over. But... How many people are going to be on the call, Rob? Uh, I would guess there's going to be over 200. On one maybe. Zoom call? 
How can you? Yeah. What, I, what, I mean, what, I would what's just, the game? I would just go drown myself in wine and not show up to that. That seems impossible. Yeah, what is get, the game, bro? Just get stoned How can you Jesus possibly do that? I'm going to do a cahoot. State. This is what I do for a job. I do games with large groups of people. That's not a problem. 200? Oh, yeah. I've, I've presented to this school before. But I, it's gonna be it's gonna be the dumbest thing me because you can you imagine a Zoom holiday party? Nobody is going to go first of all, so it probably is just gonna be me and the head of the school, and then I'm gonna what was that guy's name? Yes, the Jeffrey. Matt. I'm probably gonna pull a they, Jeffrey. The whole time you say yes. Oh master. my god! Hold on. <laughs> well, right. Between two hundred people, that's bound to happen with someone, right? Yeah. Someone's oh, gonna yeah. be pulling a Jeffrey I, guys, Tubin, right? Somebody's out, out of two hundred people. Somebody is jerking it. Somebody's always. tubing it, right? <laughs> I think about that living in an apartment building all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not just me. Oh, and that makes me <laughs> All right, so. I'll get another one. Bonnie. Are we doing uh, Bernie? Are we doing Bernie? So, okay, guys. But after that, I promise. Clean from here on out, okay? It's so nice to have a mutual time. orgasm with your upstairs neighbor, right? Like, you don't even know which no, one it is. Aaron, like, it's that's too far. Rob, I thought you weren't going to drink on these episodes anymore. <laughs> I'm not. That's the problem. Everything's all the way off the rails already. All right. Uh, Rolling going, Matt. How's it? uh, Russell, how's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I don't know if you guys really get into the holiday spirit very often, but for the first time, you know, this year you can't do all the walking tours of the lights that are in the cities. But I went to the Minnesota State Fairgrounds the other night and they had a kind of a drive through tour of all these holiday lights. And it was really, really cool. And at one point they had like a purple lit up building. They were playing Prince music. They had the purple symbol up on the wall. It was super, super cool. But the coolest thing about this was at the very end of it, you got to the point where this was definitely playing. It was very Mom and Daddy, I love the holiday lights, but what's masturbating with a magazine? Yes. Every car stopped at that point in the tour. It was very awkward. It was just a lineup forever. Okay, from here on out. Okay. But so I started wondering, we start going through, and you get to the end, and they have all the state fair foods where you can do a drive-thru. So you can go get the mini donuts. You can get the Prano Pup. You can do all the state fair foods that you love. And I thought I had such a good time, but I'm wondering... What is your guy's style when it comes to holiday lights? Uh, I am, I am a, I am, okay. I got to think about how to say this. Uh, no, that's even worse. I am a white lights only guy. <laughs> um, I, I think that I don't think colored lights should be on trees. I think white light looks better. I think it just is a, it's a better look, but I am pro all big Christmas lights. I think it's great as long as somebody else is doing it. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be putting those things up is doing it and you're going to have to edit this out. But on the subject of white lights, there is a Mormon temple very close to my house in Oakland and the Mormon temple does a spectacular light show with some palm trees and such. So we typically go to the Mormon temple until someone in a T length dress comes and talks to us. And then we decide to bug the hell out of there. But that's have you ever decided, holiday have you ever thought about re- reaching under your seats and being like, wait a minute, what are these tablets under here? <laughs> hey, wait, only I can read these tablets. Aaron, you're sure that's not, it. you're sure that's not a Scientology building and it's not Beck coming over to get rid of you, is it? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. There is a Scientology building in San Francisco that I walk, used to walk by on my walks at work, but I never stopped in. But uh, yeah, in, in Oakland, we, we go to the Mormon temple to check out the, uh, the lights. Uh, sadly, Why? the Oakland zoo was going to do a lights, uh, display this year but uh, we're shut down again but that's another topic for another time so i i think with kids i would go to like i would go to like the satanist light festival whatever they put on as long as it's entertaining to my kids for one night i'd be like fine whatever i don't care what the message is yeah right i mean wallace loves the you're uh warm temple lights you're talking to a guy who's got 
I think currently I got 19 blowups in my front yard. Whoa! Yeah, I was going to ask what? about that. Hold I up. saw that what? on Instagram. Yeah, we got so so we started out with like two. This is four or five years ago. I think Mike with Skowski from uh, Monsters Inc. and like a Darth Vader. I've even seen like Monsters Inc. Tree. Okay, so those and, are two great ones to start with. Definitely makes sense to me. Two blow up Christmas of Mike Wachowski and Darth Vader. Moving okay. on. So <laughs> then we started added a couple more. And last night or uh, last year, uh, I, you know, I try to buy twenty dollars or less. So we stick to. So I, I got the boys to go to a home do- Home Depot with me after Christmas. And I said, boys, we gotta go. We gotta go buy some uh, blow ups on on deep discounts. So we went. We bought four of them. <laughs> I put them up in the rafters. What a dad. Yes. Okay. What a dad. So then this oh, year, you're a mean old daddy. So oh, you're a nice year, old daddy. Yes. So then this yep. year, we went We went right, uh, it must have been in October when Menards first put their their uh, their blow-ups out. And so I went, I'm like, okay, boys, yeah, let's go look. And so we went there, and they had some on discount. So we bought three or four more. What'd you get? And I came, uh, well, we got a pig that's got a Santa hat. Good we choice. We got a. Perfect sense. Um. Let's see what else do we get. I'm saving the best one. We got a duck that's got a Santa hat on. And then a we theme. got a poop emoji with a Santa hat on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got a three and a half foot poop emoji you're, in, my, in my front yard. Your boys gotta love that, right? But I but but I brought them home and I put I was gonna put them up with where the all our Christmas stuff is. And so I put them up there and I kind of get up on the ladder and I look and like, oh shit. I already bought four from last year, so we got like seven new ones this year. So I had to go buy a new new extension cord. I had to run some power oh. from the backyard up front. Yes. And uh yeah, oh, it's been great. So last year we got huge dad boner right one, now one, yeah, going to buy so more good. extension cards oh yeah i love it <laughs> one, one difference between the back to the front yard yes oh yeah. god yeah one difference between me and matt i'm never running power from parts of the yard to other parts of the yard i, I wouldn't yeah. even know how to do such a thing the yeah, neighbor's like it, why it, are all these extension cords plugged into my house i don't get it <laughs> the best one we got the best one we got is we've got a uh we've got a uh uh a spider-man that's hanging from the rafters and Whoa. he's got a, like a like santa claus with a a bag of, of gifts. And so that, that's pretty cool. But to, you know, to your, to your question, um, Russell, you know, I think we, we go every year on a light drive and look for, uh, you know, cool houses with cool lights. And to me, there is nothing more boring than professionally put up lights and completely straight, uh, white lights that go, uh, along the roof of a house that just looks so perfect and clean. That is unbelievably boring. I had to East Bloomington and to like, old parts of Egan and like into Southeast Minneapolis where these people have had like their plastic Santa Clauses for 38 years, you know, and they've been having it, it. There's nothing better than the people that just hammer their yard with old ass Christmas <laughs> decorations and have been doing it for years. And that's the real Christmas spirit. Not these, you know, but then this is it. We have to retire the mean old daddy. It's over. It's over. Matt's too nice. Forget <laughs> no, it. No, no, stop, 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 stop. Matt his said last year melted. he went and waited for the holiday to be over so he could get them on <laughs> discount. Like he could have easily gone and bought like three yeah. really awesome things at full price. And he didn't do that. that that's a mean yeah. old daddy. I'm not saying he's not a festive <laughs> mean old daddy, but yeah. he definitely waited to save a few bucks. <laughs> All I know is that Matt's kids for their, in their, um, in their stockings, get uh, old Valentine's candy that he also bought on discount. <laughs> He's like, here you go, kids. Yeah, man, I can't believe that somebody with two dozen blowups would not like professionally dud yards. That's such a crazy thing. That... So, real quick, Matt, real quick, yep. what does your wife think of the blow up she, she's situation? With you. I, she's with you. I, if you, I think you probably saw her picture on her Instagram. She's 
she uh, put posted a picture and put help me on it um, or pray for me or something like that. And so, you know, she is with you. She would just like uh, some white lights, beautifully put, just maybe so sprinkled around the bush, the bushes a little bit. And so, but no, so it, it's, uh, but the boys, like, I mean, like you guys, I think she, she probably brought the Spider-Man with the Santa thing into the marriage. Like that was hers. But then the poop emoji, she was like, that's too far. Yeah. You know? And so when we, when we were putting it up, you know, people are walking by and the people stop by our house all the time now and, you know, they're looking at stuff, but people walk by and they're like, oh, they're really great, you know, and, and the joke is like, yeah, you know, when your kids are three, you buy Mike Wiskowski's, and, you know, by the time they're eight, you're buying poop emojis, so it's kind of got, we kind of got a nice little, uh, as the years go on, here's uh, here's where our, our kids are at. So. Rolling going, Aaron, how's it going with you? Uh, you? You guys, it's it's up and down for me, I'll be honest. I, um, I you know, as how we filthy, get to- How filthy are you going to get on this, Aaron? Jeez. Yeah, it's well. I, I'm in. I'm in my feelings nice. a little bit. May all um, your ups and downs be in bed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good good choice, man. Uh, all right, Russ, rolling guard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our, our 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 game plan of interrupting Aaron is falling straight into oh. place tonight. Very well if done. Steamrolling Aaron is wrong. I don't want to be right. <laughs> Sorry about that, Aaron. Keep going. I'm not. I'm steamrolling, baby. Uh, I am um, fully into the the holiday spirit, but we've this is a topic. We've discussed once or twice on the pod, perhaps. And as we get to the age that some of us are on this pod, uh, you start to look back at mistakes you've made in your life. And I just, I'm so upset with myself today about all of the CDs that I gave away in my life. Uh, My lady had this fantastic idea of uh, giving her parents. So she and her siblings went in on um, buying 12 days of Christmas CDs for her parents because they still have this beautiful little boombox that they bring out at Christmas time and play the CDs in there. And all they have right now is the Rat Pack Christmas and like maybe a Lori Lyon CD. And so the the job of shopping for the CDs fell on me. And the world of compact oh. discs is marvelous and it's a perfect format. And I got rid of so many of them and I, I just wish that I had them back. And so I'm, I'm kicking myself a little bit about that, even as I'm getting into the, the Christmas spirit. Why do you say CDs are the perfect format? So I'm in the middle right now where I either do Spotify or I play it through a speaker on my phone or yeah. some sort of Bluetooth speaker, or I use the record player. But now I feel no, like I'm missing. What, yeah, that's I'm never going to listen to you guys again on this. I'm getting rid of the wrong thing or no, what? Don't get me wrong. I love my vinyl and I would never, I would never give my records away. But CDs are small-ish. They're durable. The sound quality is really good. Like, why did I give them away? Like, it, like I had maybe three bookshelves full, and I could but have to, like to be fair. Is some the sound quality better the entire- on a, Is it better on a CD than just listening to it on a phone or a speaker from your phone? Uh, no, not if you don't have, I mean, like if you have a perfect <laughs> system, probably, but, um, okay. So Russell's intense line of no. questioning really wore Aaron down there. He really, he folded like a cheap suit pretty quickly there. <laughs> I impeach Aaron's credibility on the subject very yeah. quickly. So I mean, you love CDs. Are they very good? Uh, no. <laughs> all I remember about CDs is that they seem to get scratched all the time. I just miss mine so much. I had such a good collection. Hey, if you have a $50 record player, those also seem to get scratched all the time. So it goes both ways. So Aaron's rolling going is that he, he and I, I have to say, Aaron, when you said, you know what, I'm really down lately. I thought maybe it was, you know, about, and you were like, I wish I had some CDs. But, like, wait, <laughs> but Aaron, have you gotten rid of all your CDs? Because literally I've been going through the process, like, am I supposed to pitch all these? And I bet we have a lot of listeners that have CDs that are thinking, should I pitch these? Why should people be keeping them? 
I did. I got rid of all of mine when we, when we moved to the West Coast. I maybe have 10 or 12 left. And Put that uh, shit I in the microwave. You turned it on a high for three minutes and let it roll. <laughs> I think they're nice because the same, same concept as putting on a vinyl LP, you put that thing in, you can't be distracted. You can't change what you're listening to. Like if I, if I start streaming something on Spotify and I say like, oh, maybe this isn't the perfect vibe I was looking for, then I go back and change. But if you put a CD in, you just have to let the CD run and then you live with it. And maybe you, you find something about that album that you didn't realize before. Unless you Same get a six disc changer in the back of your Ford Thunderbird 92 style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I listen to And then you're like, I'm definitely going to change these six CDs through my high school career and not have the same six in the whole time. <laughs> for four years. <laughs> you're listening to Rex and effects for all Dave four Matthews, years. man. And yeah. Bush 16 stone. And exactly. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. So that was me. I, I just was feeling a little bit chagrined because I gave away CDs when I shouldn't have. Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I finally listened to one of our episodes. Um, <laughs> oh, huge mistake. Are you downloading at least or <laughs> yeah. not? Did you leave an iTunes review? Can you rip that to a CD? You're not Magic your Mike 46, are you? Because if we are, we're going to replay that apology right <laughs> in your face. <laughs> no, it was, it was not accident. I was listening. To, I think I was finishing up a... <laughs> Some other thing, and it just like rolled to into the. Totally and it just rolled into yeah. it, and I just figured I'd let it go for the next hour while I was it putting roll, up Christmas lights. It rolled lights. into the to the Prince ep, uh, episode, mm. and and you know I, I got through uh, Russell's rolling going, and I re- rolling going, and I realized that I, I'm kind of a follower. You know, Russell mm-hmm. started out this uh, this whole quest of looking listen to 500 greatest albums of all time. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Okay. And Russell decided to start buying records, and now, hey, yeah, that's a great idea. So, Russell, I just want to say thank you for all my entertainment the last uh, four, five, six months here, because I'm pretty much just riding your coattails. So, thanks for bringing me along in the ride. Thank you. That's, that's such a heart- heartwarming thing. Uh, I appreciate it, man. And now, yeah, now go last ahead and rip on say, me. Now, now go for it. The uh, I got my Target albums, and you know they're like the equivalent of have you ever gone to a uh an outlet mall and tried to buy like nikes and like you think yeah. you're getting like mm-hmm. the high-end nikes i've gone to an outlet mall once with rosie in college and we went and we bought cheap basketball jerseys they had garbage jerseys that were there it was like a reggie yeah. miller jersey with no name or number on Very the back low or they, <laughs> Wait, I think so I, that's what, yeah. a reggie miller jersey well it was, it was just 31 really pacers like i don't know right. how many 31 yeah. pacers they were selling in the 90s but i think i went down the I numbers would, on the front still. we would make a few of our buddies, we would take an annual trip to the Champs Outlet Store to buy knockoff jerseys, like where the the company screwed them up and they were selling them for three or four bucks. But keep going. Also, Matt. because there was a McDonald's at the same freeway exit, so you could get McDonald's and a jersey in the same. Trip. Aaron, Aaron, I don't know what you're talking about. I eat healthy food. I don't eat fast food like you do. So let's just let's keep this on the let's keep it on the tracks. What is this McDonald's you're talking about? Uh, can you imagine now as a as a forty something year old or however old? Matt is, I think he's like 35. Can, can you imagine 30, having a day old. where you go with some buddies to an outlet mall to buy rip-off, knock-off basketball jerseys and then eat at McDonald's? That would be my the greatest day I've had in the last year. That sounds Bar like most none, I've ever had Not even life. close. Right. Well, my last 17 dates have disagreed with that theory, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, this J.R. Ryder jersey, it's awesome. It'll look great on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know it's J.R. Ryder? It's Timberwolves is spelled wrong on the front of it. <laughs> it's number 34 and a half. This, this is the kind of school I teach in. I asked the kid in the class, I was like, what, what jersey is that on, on your wall back there? And he's like, oh, that's a signed Kevin Durant Supersonics jersey. I was like, 
I told him, I go, if I was going to steal one thing out of your house, that would be it. I would go in there and steal that. <laughs> that's the last. I was like, that's so sweet. Russell, yeah. I think taking a date to an outlet mall, that's a great way to spend a date. You go shopping, whatever they buy, it's not going to be too expensive. And like you said, there's a McDonald's right there. It's no problem. My appetizers uh, <laughs> scheme worked out with Jenny. Maybe Wait. maybe somebody watching you pound down 40 chicken McNuggets is the way to go. How do you put together an appetizer platter at McDonald's? It's got to be what? that. Well, if they do 24-hour breakfast, it's hash browns. Yeah, uh, so you go fries. hash browns. I think fries would count. Uh, I'm probably going to get some emails about that, but I definitely think fries would count as appetizer platter. Count. We're going to go chicken nuggets. Nuggets probably count, right? And I, I would like take a filet fish and throw away the bread. Oh, I like it. Yes. Wow, we you just sit there be like, hey, I'm doing the filet fish but I, I'm I'm going to go healthy style. No bread on this. Yeah. We're just going to no lettuce bread. wrap. I brought my own lettuce, my own head of lettuce <laughs> that I'm going to wrap around this fish filet. I noticed that when you gave me the fish filet with no bread, you also took off the cheese. Uh, excuse me. Okay. And the fact that I know the fish filet has cheese is now giving you guys pause. You're really thinking about that. No, I've never had one. I always wondered, like, is the cheese on the filet of fish good? It's always kind of tripped me out. I've never tried it. Is it good? Yeah. I, I don't, I have no idea. I'm not ordering a filet of fish at McDonald's. I'm not a total psychopath. I, you know, <laughs> speaking of fish sticks, let's get into this album. Uh, we are talking about Kanye West's dark twist, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And I'm not going to be able to say that uh, title over and over. Uh, this came out in 2010. This is our second Def Jam artist in a row. And I'm going to say this. One thing it says on Wikipedia that I want to take issue with right away is that this spent 115 weeks on the Billboard Top 200. Now, have you ever heard of the Billboard Top 200? No. Is that a thing? I, don't I thought it was the so. Billboard yeah. 100. No, I don't oh, know. but it, like, the, I, there's there's things like the Black Album by Metallica and like uh, Dark Side of the Moon or uh, Led Zeppelin Four or something like that. They they've they've been on it since the conception of the of the list and stuff like that. So the yeah, it, it's a real thing. But there's these albums that last forever on it. So. Yeah, that seems like kind of cheating to me. But basically, uh, in 2009, and we're going to do other Kanye albums. So I'll get into like the history of Kanye. I know everybody. This is their least favorite part. This is where they're like 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds, including me when I'm editing this thing. But <laughs> I, I think th this album is really inspired by Kanye in 2009 at the MTV Music Awards. Yo, Taylor. I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Ooh. One of the best videos of all time. So, so this little outburst, he claims later, was from him um, working too hard and kind of having a meltdown. And he got so much blowback because this this Kanye is this is the one thing I knew about Kanye before this album. President even called President even called him a, a jackass, I believe, after that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Obama off the record called him a jackass, which is wild. So yeah, you, I don't know if you properly. Uh, Taylor Swift won an award. She's going up to accept it. He runs up after her, and and kind of steals the mic when she's going to give her speech. Right. Right. That's that's the setup. Okay. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's pretty much like the worst thing you could do yeah. at award ceremonies to interrupt some woman who's just has had like a highlight of her career thus far. You know, and she and and to do that, and everybody. Well, there goes the last ten dates I went on. No wonder that didn't. <laughs> no wonder day two didn't happen. <laughs> Between the outlet stores and this, I've got to rechange the way I'm approaching oh this stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The idea of you having some woman in McDonald's and she's ordering a filet of fish and you run up behind her and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to let Where's you finish. Where's the cheese? But, Where's the cheese? Yeah. <laughs> These fries are the best fries of all time. But here's the thing is that after that, after that interruption, he basically, it was a media nightmare for him. He went to Hawaii and just sat there and basically recorded this album. And that's why I think this album, and, and I, I, like I said, I've never listened to Kanye West. The highs on this album are super high, 
and the lows on this album, you can tell when he's when he wants to make a song that is about how he's feeling, like uh, how fame is kind of eating him up. He's able to pull that off like crazy. Like I was blown away um, by the album. But I am going to say this and then I'll be done. I the last thing I want to talk about, I think the perfect way to sum up this album is to just look at the cover photo. The cover photo, the, the album cover, the cover photo, fucking idiot. The album cover, well, it's a photo of a painting, so maybe. The album cover is the funniest fucking thing to me of all time. It is a painting of Kanye West naked with a phoenix with no arms and a polka dot tail and wings, like, on top of him and as if they're having sex. But it's blurry like that Bob yeah, Dylan and, and, cover, and right? Yeah, and on the Amazon Music, it's literally pixelated. Like you're watching some Japanese porno or something. It's like straight up pixelated. Yeah. Okay, and that's a deep cut. And I do see Aaron give me a big thumbs up. And now two thumbs up. Um, but oh! he, uh, but the, the cover is so funny. Oh, God. He, he basically told the artist, like, I want a cover that's going to get me banned in Walmart. That's the goal. Like, I want a cover that's so controversial. And if you look at this cover, it has to be the least controversial. It's like if a fourth grader discovered sex and then drew a picture of it. And you're like, where are the arms on that person? He's like, I don't know. Why does this one have a polka dot tail? I don't know. Why does it have wings? Because it rules. You'd be like, yeah, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But I I mean, this album is probably going to go down as one of the greatest R&B albums of all time. Probably the greatest album of the 2010s. And it's interesting how much of the last albums we've heard on like like the public enemy i hear so much of that coming through on this album but it's a still it's that same idea of like the maximum amount of sound coming out for a hip hop song does that make any sense can you guys help me out i'm done no it does I, I i agree with you rob i think that uh <clears throat> i think kanye and hank shockley were kindred spirits i think the biggest uh thing that that to me draws the parallel between kanye and public enemy is the willingness to go outside of R&B and soul for samples. So obviously there are some, you know, Kanye made his bread and butter on soul samples in the early 2000s. And then he got to this album. And a lot of what people talk about is that, you know, then he started sampling Aphex Twin and there he got Bon Iver on the album. And there's the the famous King Crimson sample that we'll get into. So I think, uh, and Hank Shockley did the same thing. And I thought about this a lot when we recorded Public Enemy, when Russell talked about the Flash Gordon theme and Queen doing the Flash Gordon theme. I really think, and we'll talk about when we get to Power, I really think that when when he did the King Crimson sample for Power, he must have been thinking of of uh, Terminator X uh, at the edge of Armageddon or whatever the name the track name is. But I didn't I didn't realize I didn't realize Jeremy Shockley, the the former tight end for the the Giants. <laughs> Was a part of this album. I From just thought you. he had that, that short that short stint <laughs> with the Giants, but I'm very impressed with your knowledge there, Aaron. I also think of him as playing for the Saints. So. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's, he did both, let's right? get our wires crossed here. But I, I think you're right, Jeremy. I I, I want to say two things. One, you bring up Bon Bonavir. One of my most humiliating times as an adult ever is I teach middle school kids, and I called the band Bond Iver. Well, I'm and about this, to delete half my notes for the second half of the <laughs> album. And the girl. <laughs> The girl, there was a girl in class, and I'll never forget who it was. There's this girl in class who looked at me and with the most condescending voice of all time goes, it's pronounced Bonavir. And I was like, oh, my God. And it just cut me right to the boat. Like, I had to go home. I, like, took a sick day. I was like, oh, I just got crushed by a student. It's terrible. I would have I would expelled that kid. The reason I bring up the cover, and I want to be really, is that this album, I was shocked by how funny it is. Because all I know about Kanye is kind of his reputation and the Taylor Swift. This album came out right after I had, uh, yeah, one of my kids. It was like, it's, This is like right in the middle of me having kids. I have no knowledge of any of this music. 
The cover to me is so funny. This album made me laugh out loud. I don't know, like five times, even before Chris Rock does this monologue, does this bit in the middle of it that made me laugh my ass off. Here's an example. If I just was walking down the street and I said to you, those that are trying to blackball me forget about two things, my black balls. <laughs> that's funny. That's I mean, legitimately listeners funny. Listeners who don't know what Rob looked like also would think that's funny. Uh, but those of oh, us no, who they do are, know what Rob's they are balls actually, look like. They are actually like that. I have some sort of weird pigment thing. I don't know. Oh, no. I think I... Oh, no. Too much abuse, permanent bruising. Um, and then if Bernie, I said to you, how are we doing, Bernie? Week has been a bad massage. I need a happy ending. I mean, it's just so. You so have said cr- that, Rob. Like that's the thing. You, that's the thing you've definitely said, Rob. And there goes the ending to our our final joke at the end of the podcast. But thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. I, and then I would say, like, have you ever fucked a pharaoh? Put this pussy in a sarcophagus. I bruised her esophagus. I mean, I was like, God damn, this what? guy's like a what? genius. It's the funniest fucking thing. All right, let's start the album. We have Dark Fantasy. I wonder if he uses the same rhyming software that you use for your final rating, Rob. <laughs> Is he going to rhyme.com? You mean Google, where you go rhymes with stone, I, question mark. I absolutely Desperate. love this opening to the album. This just hit me in the feels, like Aaron would say. I listened to this song, I bet, 50 times over the last week. I absolutely love it. Adore it. Yes. I mean, listen to this. It's so good. I when I started this, I was like, "Wait, this is Kanye West." But the coolest—I'm dumb. The coolest part is that you have this feeling that all of a sudden it starts kicking in there. That that beat that hits in in a little bit is just amazing. Here it comes. Ooh. This song. <laughs> this song was not released as a single, and it still made the Billboard Top 100 at 60. How is that possible? How does a song make it to 60 without being a single? Just people buying it off iTunes, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how any of that works. I don't understand. This is one of the songs that RZA came out to help produce in Hawaii. I I read an article from a guy who said uh, that as a DJ, he would kind of loop that, that, like at the end of the night, he would loop the part about can we get much higher. And can you imagine being in a club i've never been in a club but can you i imagine it can you imagine being in a club end of the oh night oh my god can you imagine soaked. being in a club i've got i've got like drinks. my i've got You're my doing, reggie you know, miller jersey on with no name right? or number on the back i'm wearing I've my lafonso ellis jersey russell's got his fantastic. reggie miller jersey yeah and we're doing molly or whatever the kids do matt's gonna make it to the club right after he goes and buy some discount inflatables for his yard right? and then the soon. dj loops can we get much higher and you're just like hugging whoever's next to you whether it's you know one of you guys or you know a sibling whatever you got to do and I just can't Wait, imagine what? Like, what a fun, fun time it would be. I think you have problems. You don't understand what a club is. <laughs> I Not like Russ and I, song. we go to the clubs all the time. I think this might be the greatest opening song we've heard yet. It's a ripper, man. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't argue. It's so good. And I will say, I got to pick the music at the weight room the other day. I put this on. Everybody was just bopping and jamming. Like everybody loves this album and they're listening to it like it's an oldies. And I'm listening to it like, have you guys heard this? Have you guys heard about this Kanye West? I'm so fucking old, man. Kids will just put you in a black, kids will put you in a pop culture black hole. It's just, it's wild what they do to you. When I was listening to this, I was going to mix some uh, Goose and Malibu and call them Malibuya, but that sounded terrible. So instead, I'm drowning my sorrows tonight in that Diablo, just like Kanye would, with Caliero de Diablo Cabernet. I'm wondering what's going to be worse, the pain of this podcast. Or the hangover. Oh, so yes. Good. What's worse? Russ, the you're pain such a lyricist. The hangover. Yeah. Uh, I could sample too. I could sample too. 
Gorgeous. We've got Kid Cudi and Raekwon on this one. So before I start this, I will say when he went out to Hawaii, he felt really kind of vulnerable. And I think we've seen this now, even with kind of modern Kanye, where he he just wants to work with people he felt comfortable with. He was obsessed with not letting this album get released. And when he was making this album, he had three studios booked all at the same time. And he would go into one studio, write the song. And then when he got a block, he would go to the next studio right next door. They're working on the beat. He'd go and help work with the beat. And then he'd go to the next studio and be working on the third song. He was constantly, everyone that was working with him said how hard he was working. It probably helps that he also like pays all the guys that are working for him and they're going to work for him in the future. But they're like, oh, Kanye, you're such a good worker. But but apparently he he rented this huge mansion, never went there to sleep. He would just sleep on a chair in the studio. So that's kind of a lot like this podcast, except I do fall asleep on my child's bed in Flabby Road here when I'm done <laughs> podcasting. All right. So don't uh, feel free, guys. Anytime I make a joke or whatever, feel free to also say a joke and kind of like, I don't know, we can like riff on stuff or whatever. But if you want to just let me talk, that's fine, too. All right. Gorgeous. No, we're good. We're good. I never got into Kid Cudi. You did it? Oh, no. I got into it big time. Kind really? of that acid rap. Yeah, he's nice. Schoolboy Q. It's uh, I could listen to Raekwon rap about fresh fruit every day for the rest of my life. I just want to hear Raekwon rap about fruit. It's so nice. That statement, that statement surprises me zero. Zero percent. Yeah, Raekwon never raps about food in cans or anything in bags with preservatives, does he? It's really disappointing. (laughs) I'm Raekwon. I'm going to talk to you about fish fillets and whether or not the cheese on top is any good. Aaron's like, oh my god, this is everything I've wanted in my life. All in one place. Uh, so I do want to say this as well. We the, the way this podcast is set up, the guys help me out by sending me times that they want me to play the songs. And we try to find times that are interesting to represent the song well. I I have really tried not to make fun of Aaron this episode. I didn't include him in the intro. I was very proud of myself. But I am going to say Aaron sent me a million times that had no Kanye West. I like did the first four and there's no Kanye West noises whatsoever. He'd be like, listen to these synths. They're really good. And then like Dark Fantasy, it was just the beginning. And I was like, okay, we got to play some clips of Kanye actually rapping. So here's Kanye on Gorgeous. Fair. That's fair. drinks and less lights. And that American apparel girl in just tights. She told the director she's trying to get into school. He said, take them glasses off and get in the pool. It's been a while since I watched the Rob, you've never done that in school, have you? Maybe that's what you need to do at your uh, your holiday party is tell everyone to take those glasses off and get in the pool. I mean, in fairness to Kanye, it's still his music, even if he's not rapping. He's the mastermind behind the album. But I, I, I feel you. I hear you. Right. No, are you defending yourself? Are you defending yourself from me making fun of you? You've never done that once. Yeah, I can't believe you start ever. that now. How <laughs> dare you defend yourself? Actually, I think I'm going to say this at my holiday party. Not at all, because the same people that try to blackball me forget about two things, my black balls. That's going to be my opener. And it's going to be yeah, like, wait, you know, what? See, th- that's the genius of Kanye and some of these uh, other artists that came out. Jay-Z, uh, kind of after the gangster rap kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What is it? I'm not an English major, but what is that called a double entendre? Where, you know, you say one thing, it's got some double meaning. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a hilarious line, right? And then oh. if you really, if you peel back the onion a little bit, I mean, it's it's kind of a serious line, too. Like, they forgot about my black balls, you know? Like, yeah. kind of, it's, it's a... It's a phenomenal statement from from a serious standpoint as well so i mean it's it's there's a there's a million of these 
laced throughout this album. Yeah, you're right. He's great. talking a lot about race on this track specifically, and yeah, and absolutely, and about how he was treated after the Taylor Swift thing. You know, maybe because of who he is. So yeah, which is wild coming from the track earlier where he mentioned Urkel. So I mean, yes. you're all over on this album. Too many like, Urkels Urkel on your team. Your Winslow. Winslow. Yes. So Rob has good. definitely never, ever looked up double entendre on an adult video site. <laughs> D-A-D-D. I thought it was, I, miss, I misspelled entered. Uh, so here's oh. the thing. Is, oh, oh. That joke took a while to say again. Okay, but from here on out, guys. Why did I do that? I didn't Clean. do that. Clean. Yeah, next Aaron's going to be like, what if the big bopper had black balls? All right. Oh, no, so let's. Never. Power, oh this is God. the first single to come out after the Taylor Swift incident. It was released before the album. Made it all the way to 22 on the charts. He claims that this is the first album where he wrote down the lyrics to his songs. And he said this was 5,000 hours of writing. Well, somebody wrote down the lyrics to his songs. Well, I can tell you who it is. The guy's a genius. I went there for the first time. There's some fucking idiots on there, man. What's that, a siren in the background? You can hear that siren? Needs more. Every song gets better with the siren on it. It all sounds so good. I can definitely see Rob in his studio in, in Hawaii after his next exile. After these jokes, yeah. using the siren just nonstop, and Kanye's like, yeah, I can oh. see that. I'm down oh, with that. Oh, it's so good. The idea is so good. I love that song. I mean, it just is so, like, I know it's called Power, but it's just it's just a blast right in your face. I just love it. I can't get enough of it. Fun fact, the drums came from a band called Cold Grits. I love that. Like, uh, Cold Grits, drums. That's cold it. what? That's cold Grits. Say that again. Cold grits. That's where the drums come oh, from. Cold grits. It's like what if you, you go to if you, you go to McDonald's too late in the breakfast hour and they're getting cold and they give you cold grits. Is that man? Yeah. Don't even listen. Don't start oh, me about oh, that because Russ. I went to a wedding. Once. Angry Aaron is back. <laughs> oh, listen. Aaron is Dumb pointing at me in the Zoom. I don't know if I. Like I went this. to a wedding in Iowa in September of 2007, <laughs> and the uh, oh, groom's oh family was from North Carolina, and the groom's dad on the morning of the wedding hooked everybody up with call back to McDonald's egg McMuffins and grits. Oh. It was such a wonderful, I mean, you can't beat that breakfast. I, if McDonald's had grits that I'd never eat anywhere else. Aaron is a Wait beautiful a person. Cause he remembers a breakfast from a wedding from 2007. <laughs> that, that's why, that's why we love you, Aaron. I'm so, that's a uh, 45 seconds of our life. We're not going to get that. Yep. Sorry guys. Oh, Let's move on with Kanye. <laughs> Keep it going. Oh, I apologize. What? That's coming from Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't that tell you terrible. guys, my wife, my wife, I, I didn't think she listened to the podcast, but she called me a mean old daddy the other day, <laughs> like in a good way, in a bad way. So. Did it work or what was the context? <laughs> I don't know. She goes, are you, are you being, I don't know what it was, but no, 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 no. Old daddy right here. The word on yeah. the word on the street is that your, your wife and the kids wanted to go cut down a real Christmas tree. And that you decided, no, we don't need to c- cut down a real tree. There's all these places within five minutes we can just buy a tree. True or not true? Uh, no, here's the deal. So we, we, <laughs> we've been going up to this place up in Ramsey, 45 minutes away. You know, And it's a great, I, I wish I knew the name of the tree farm. I can drive there without looking at a map. It's a great place. But they've got an outside bonfire. You can get uh, like cocoa it's called, it's and It's pronounced uh, Bonivier. Bone fear. Bone fear. God damn it. That was funnier. Okay. It's, wait, edit. It's called bone fear. Fear? 
<laughs> All right, hit the brakes again. I hit the brakes. Okay, keep going, keep going. Ignore me. All right, and so and, and they have like uh, like homemade sausages and things. I mean, so it's great. Ooh. It's a phenomenal thing. You can wow, make a Aaron day of it. Up. You hang out there for a while. You walk out, but it's nothing. They don't have any of the good stuff going on. You just literally you can go out, cut down your tree, and leave. And so I said, it's not worth a forty-five minute drive, and the trees are about twice as much as you can pay at. Uh, you know, just the, your normal lot around here. So if we can't get all that other stuff, let's let's save ourselves the 45-minute drive back. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone to Bonfire either, or whatever it's called. I, but, but, but I, I think her his wife was really excited when he came back with an inflatable Christmas tree. Uh, so got, he has I that. Do have a, I do have house. a 12-foot... I do have a 12 foot one outside, right outside the door. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You have a 12 foot inflatable tree outside. Yep. There's yep. real trees out there, you know. Like, you don't need to get an <laughs> inflatable is. tree. There's actual trees. Right. That's why he's the mean old lights daddy. up. Yep. I, got a, I got a replica of my house. So it's inflatable. It's right next to my house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All the lights. Oh, this is the interlude. I'm sorry. Interlude's so nice. I like the interlude. There's something about the cello that just, it does something for me. Does it do anything for you Chris guys? Hitchcock. Oh, yeah, man. Chorney. Great dude. So I love this cello on on this kind of interlude, this real brief point before it kicks into the next song. And that cello is kind of playing through the next song. But I started thinking, hey, what are the greatest modern songs that include the cello? And a lot of them are Beatles songs. And we've done enough Beatles, so there's no Beatles on this list. But when I started kind of looking, I came across this genre of music called cello rock. And it's essentially rock music that uses cellos and other Two instruments cellos? like a violin yeah. as the primary instrument instead of guitars or drums. And I thought you guys would really like this. So yeah. the first group is the one Matt just said is two cellos. And this is their cover of Thunderstruck by ACDC. Oh. You guys have to watch this video if you get a chance. I've heard of classic rock, but classical rock? Cello rock, Rob. Cello rock. Cello. But classical rock? By the end of this, these guys are like headbanging and like their their bows are like all strung about and everything. So it's it, it, yeah. great. I, you know what? I have a uh, Pandora station when I want to write long, boring things for work, and it just is music like this, and it does get you pumped up. It's, it's so good. One of my favorite things about researching this group is they're this this cello duo, and they've performed on the show Glee. But they've also, most importantly, played at someone's wedding for recent contestants of The Bachelor. So I figured even the two cellos are more popular at weddings than Aaron when it comes to wedding performances. <laughs> <laughs> the third song on our list is also another cello rock band. This band is called Apocalyptica. And this is a Finnish band of cellists that play metal music. And this is Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. Oh, boy. Well, I can't wait till the end of this because then it's... It's finished. <laughs> no, it's finish. Finish. Yeah, this is finish. I just told Matt's joke. That is finish. I explained it again in a worse way. God, I suck at this. Aaron would have stayed in the band and orchestra if he knew he could have played if I nothing else matters with Apocalyptica. Yeah, if I had lived in Finland... The Scandinavian countries, and I believe Finland is actually not Scandinavian, so I'm, I'm wrong about that. But those countries in that area of the world. I'm sure you're wrong about it. I think Finland is not Scandinavian, right? Huh? Guys, this goes on my other <laughs> podcast. Because <laughs> they're Slavic or something? <laughs> anyway. 
It's called Norway. Nobody's going to listen to you. No, that's way better than what I picked. I picked a name that was actually pretty offensive. (laughs) Aaron, why are you talking about the Norwegians in this part of the country or something? Dark metal is like a big part of like, I think like Swedish death metal is a thing, right? So like they, you know, there's dark there all the time. They like to rock out. So I'm a big Metallica fan, and so I, I really enjoyed that song. But I think one of the reasons I really like the cello on this Kanye album, and it's not just this song, it's on multiple songs, is that it made me think of the Game of Thrones. And I don't know if you guys are Game of Thrones fans, but there's a lot of songs that are like cello-forward songs in Game of Thrones. And the one that you all might recognize is the theme song from House Lannister and the Red Wedding. It's the Reigns of Castamere, which is played by Tina Guo. You guys remember this? Red Wedding? Oh, yeah. It's dark. One of the greatest scenes in TV history, I think. So good. This is so dark. My jaw dropped during this. The Red Wedding is so famous that I never made it to that, that episode, and I know what the Red Wedding is. Yeah. I never got past the sixth episode. It's when Aaron and his wife undercooked their beef, and she got mad at him, and they, <laughs> there was like a huge disturbance. Uh, I want to touch you in your Netherlands. <laughs> You guys never asked the name of the podcast, but that's what it was. <laughs> that was it. And so the, the final cello song that I also think. also not Scandinavia. So typically we kind of don't really go down the classical music route, but you have to talk about Yo-Yo Ma, right? Like he is like, when it comes to classical musicians, even I, as someone who's not a huge music fan or classical music fan, know who this guy is. And this guy sells out arenas and stadiums to play classical music. So this is Yo-Yo Ma. Cello Suite Number One in G Major by Johann Sebastian Beck. I mean Bach. Bach. (laughs) You guys know this one? Yeah, Yeah. this is just beautiful stuff. You know the thing about uh, Yo-Yo Ma is his work is real up and down. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, your mic's off. Yo-Yo Ma, Yo-Yo MTV raps. Okay. So I don't, I don't know what Something you guys there. think is the best of all those, but this comes from from Bach. So I have to ask you, when it comes to cello music, who did it better? Bach, Bach did, did it, it better. better. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You know what, Russ? That was a long way to go for that, but it was worth it. Just so Mike, so Mike nice. Small Dick doesn't get mad at us. Uh, <laughs> so nice. Oh this no! Again. I don't think we had the any. term. The term Scandinavia in local usage. <laughs> oh, this is my three kingdoms blowing it up. Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. Um, the Nordic countries include Finland, but the in what? English. How you, many dick countries? No, how many dicks? Nor dick oh, sorry, no, okay. countries. <laughs> but in English usage, Scandinavia <laughs> sometimes refers more narrowly to Scandinavia, <laughs> which includes the Scandinavian Peninsula, but also includes uh, Finland and Iceland. So it's part of the Nordic, but it's not necessarily Scandinavian. Because Finland's different. Their language developed differently from the rest of those countries. I mean, Denmark well, also. Scandinavian really Peninsula, oh and God, they're just guys. kind of up off. So, Guy, is that Okay, Mike, is that what you wanted? Oh, no, you got your facts. Was that fucking funny to you? That was fun? <laughs> Hearing those facts? Dumb shit. <laughs> Don't ever listen to the podcast again, Mike. <laughs> All right. Whoa, jeez. Whoa, but you do need to keep downloading it because we do judge our worth by the number of downloads. And it's very hurtful. Mike, Mike was downloading on three devices. We need those downloads, Rob. <laughs> oh, actually, I was downloading on four devices. Oh, another mistake you made. Shut up, Mike. All right. So we have all of the lights. 
This is, uh, I, you might have heard a little parody of this earlier, and it's pretty good. Um, okay, I just said it's pretty good. I shouldn't have said that. Maybe we should play the other parody that you had well, prepared what, right now. All right, so, and here is All of the Lights. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K Rock. That sounds like Rob. That does not sound like Kanye at all. Is this Sarah? Or Rihanna or Drake or John Legend or Alicia Keys or anyone? And it turned out there was a buffet and some wife swapping action. What? Rob, just let it go, Rob. Just sit back. Sit back and let it rain. Sit back. They have all you can eat crab legs? That's a joke. That's a, I, I can think of a thousand jokes. I'm on a cruise. Ooh. I'm with my spouse. Feel so good to get out the house. We meet some folks. We think they're nice. We're hanging out. I talk with the wife. Oh, Go no. back to my room. No. Phone starts ringing. No. These folks are calling. Turns out big on swinging. Go to their room. <laughs> His name is John. Oh no, come on. Is that why you wanted this? Wait, how many wives are involved in this? It's swapping. Rob, disappointing all of them. Don't count the wives in the wife swap. It's just like, don't count how many drinks you've had. (laughs) This is my favorite line right here. My wife is happy, but the rest of them cry. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. Hope you guys are happy with that. <laughs> Setting me up wives. to make fun of me. All right. So this this uh this all of the all of the lights has a ton of eleven guest vocalists on this. And apparently what Kanye wanted to do is just bring him in and make this texture where you can't actually pick out who's who. But it's pretty crazy when you realize all the people we've got Rihanna doing the hook. We've got Elton John, we've got John Legend, we've got Fergie on here. Here, here's all of them lights. This got all the way up to 18th on the Billboard 100. All of the lights. Won the Grammy for best rap song as well, I should say. This was one of my favorite songs, by the way, to do a karaoke. When these drums so fun. What's that? When the drums hit? Oh my god. This is the kind of stuff Aaron said. This my no kind. When the drums come in. Found. Here comes. Oh, that's my favorite moment on the album. But it's all Kanye's vision. Even if he's not rapping. Yeah, we, uh, you're right, Aaron. I'm sorry. I don't mean to criticize your times. I, I like it when you send me the album times. I do. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I think one of the one of the things I like most about this song is it's the exact opposite of being one dimensional. There are so many twists and turns, and there's so many times where you like think you know what's happening in the song, and then there's a new rapper or there's a new artist or a new singer. And you're like. Holy shit, what's happening right now? It's just almost overwhelming with exciting stuff. I, I just, I loved it. Here's a here's a great example. This is one of the few songs where you will hear Fergie go into Elton John's piano. Man, this song is a trip in headphones, too, I'll tell you. Yes. I could play that easily. Easily. (laughs) We need to pay Elton John millions for that. I could have played that. He's he's just playing two two keys, maybe one. (laughs) Hot take Elton John sucks. All right. Now we have Monster. So this was a song I thought was kind of interesting. They did mention Thriller when I read about the song as kind of a similar idea of like, 
incorporating monsters into music, which I kind of love. Uh, here we go. I know at some point, I think Nicki Minaj is on this one. Is this the first, is this the first album you guys remember where there's male and female artists on the same album? I don't recall many albums we've listened to so far where there's multiple male and female singers on the same album. Mm, I can't think of any. Yeah, yeah I don't think there's any. I was thinking about D'Angelo. D'Angelo did a couple drops. There you go. D'Angelo's on the Lauryn Hill. That's true. Yep. Yeah, nailed it, Matt. Yeah, you hey, know what, Matt? What? Hey, Mike, Ma- Mike, Magic Mike sixty four, whatever your name is. I'm sorry for nothing on that one. Yeah, suck my balls. That was Matt's <laughs> smart Matt comment Matt of balls. the week. Ooh, that's some smart shit. Oh yeah. So here is Nicki Minaj absolutely bringing the heat on Monster. Oh my God. I love Nicki Minaj. That that voice, I like swear. Aaron pointed out, or like Woo. there's like a growl or there's like a viciousness to her when she goes into that mode. It is so awesome. I just love she it. She does like ten different voices on that one verse. I just I think that all of rap music is divided into everything before that verse and everything after that. That verse Whoa. is such a monster. I. I- I don't I disagree. It. I mean, I, I think that's crazy. And I will say Peloton this week is coming out with a Nicki Minaj ride in case you guys want to hop on that. All right. So this next song is called Monster. No, the next song is called So Appalled. This is, a, this is all about him being famous and the, and the issues he's having. And it has one of the greatest lines in a song I've ever heard. Which if one? God had an iPod, I'd be on his playlist. That's that sci You verse. cannot, Ooh, sci-hi you sci-hi cannot get better writing than that. It's I so it. good. It's like that sometimes. I mean, ridiculous. I thought you were going to talk about when he ripped Hammer for going broke. It's like, that was pretty wild. Has any album on our list so far called out so many other people or other groups? He's just, he's he's raining fire all over people, isn't he? Sometimes ridiculous. I am so outrageous. I wear my pride on my sleeve like a bracelet of God had an iPod. Matt, what do you think of the album so far? I had the Prince. Well, I mean, so I, I was in the part of the the list this year, this week, where I was listening to College Dropout, which was basically his first album. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, he, he's done this his whole career, his whole like solo career, where he uses all of these, uh, all these different samples, all these different people. And, you know, it's kind of gone on to, um, you know, he keeps tweaking it, getting better and better. And when we get to my favorite song coming up here, Runaway, you know, he's finally kind of getting away from kind of just the, they call it chipmunk rap, where it's just kind of all about fun and being the party to, to he, he cuts a vein on this one. Mm. And so mm-hmm. for that, I really, really like this album compared to some of the other ones. I mean, but all of them are, um, you know, he, he's a musical genius in what he does. I, I, I think we'll talk about it maybe a little later. He's kind of a, he's kind of a prick. You know, by calling out all these people all the time and, and kind of the way he treats some people, but um, there's no doubt that he's he's a musical genius and deserves to be here. But um, you know, when we get to Runaway, you know, I think you can really hear where he cuts a vein there a little bit. So it's so good, Devil in a New Dress. This is a sample of, or it's a, the beats are Smokey Robinson. Will you love me tomorrow? No, you're right. It's a sample. You're right. 
Also, another terrible date moment when I ordered uh, jerk at the Jamaican spot, and that's what my date told me I was. It was so horrible. <laughs> you are what you eat. Can you explain this to me about Mace, Aaron? What's he talking about? Yeah, so Mace was at the height of his height of his game. You know, uh, would have been late nineties. You know, more money, more problems. And then, yeah, he left the rap game to be a preacher. And then, you know, that, that he was at the top of the rap game, and he left. Um, Malice actually pushed his brother. Malice did the same thing. And so, I don't. Kanye's got a Mace thing because he's he shouts out Mace in a couple of different albums, but uh, he definitely thinks. I think he was. I think he was actually a fan of Mace and you can hear in his voice, he was inspired by Mace. And so maybe he just thought Mace should have made more music. So he's maybe he's trying to goad Mace into making another album. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think going uh, from preacher, it would be hard to then make an album like this where you're like yeah. saying all these super, <laughs> I mean, I, I have to admit when I did play this in the gym, there were a couple of times like when Chris Rock is talking about, Oh, is your pussy upholstered? I was like, okay, I got to go to the next song. I'm lifting with too many women in here. I can't be playing this. Uh, and uh, Russ, the reason I played that is I had the jerk clip in it, but I, I got distracted by my mace talk. And then we have, of course, Rick Ross. And this is when, yeah, this is when Ross was like the symbol of decadence Ooh. in rap. So putting Rick Ross on Who is Rick Ross? Like, Beside having the, one of the greatest names of all time, if I had a kid and I named him Rick Ross, you know they're going to do great stuff. Who is Rick Ross? <laughs> I mean, he's the, he was a, he was a Florida rapper. He's the head of Maybach Music, and he's a guy who's just known for extravagance. So lush beats, big verses. He's a partial owner of Wingstop. <laughs> well, everybody's a partial owner of Wingstop. There's a ton of partial owners of Wingstop. I know, but that's how I know him is through fast food. Oh my God, I'm pathetic. <laughs> By the way, can you be imagine being the guy who invented the fish fillet? Think about that for a second. You go to McDonald's, right? And you're like, listen, you got these burgers. Everybody loves them. You got chicken. Everybody loves them. What about fish? What about like, fish? Wait, what? He's fish. Okay, well, that's good. What are we going to put on it? Yeah, we're going to put on cheese. If that curly haired guy comes in, you can put cheese on there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that delicious thing we love. But only for Fish him. Fish and cheese. We got to copyright that before Rick Ross steals it and takes it to Wingstop. <laughs> hey, what would make this walleye taste better? Ooh, how about some nacho cheese on top? You're just pouring tons of cheese on top. You're like, ah, yes, it's a natural fish fillet. Homemade. Okay, so devil in a new dress. Oh, I want to sit play this for you because he's singing here. Kanye had a great quote on MTV. And I think this sums up Kanye really well. He says, I do have a goal in this lifetime to be the greatest artist of all time, but it's very difficult being that I can't dance or sing. <laughs> it's kind of true, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, and that's where, you know, this next song that comes up, you know, and I don't remember, I didn't remember that he's saying. Matt's right going to tee up Runaway as many times as you can imagine, Robbie. Yeah. You just got to oh, get to it eventually. Like, yeah, we're going to skip but it. But he too. actually sings, right? And that's where I think he's finally cut the vein. He's not using the auto tune and all that stuff, and he's not trying to play all these tracks really loud behind him. Um, he's, he's well, actually, now, wait a minute, wait, Matt, wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're playing okay. tracks loud behind you and using auto tune, that doesn't mean you're nervous about like a parody song that you made and your singing is really bad. So you crank up the auto tune and you crack up the background music. So nobody can hear you breathe really heavily in between songs. Cause it makes you out of breath to sing for the two minutes. Okay, go ahead, man. Or, I'm sorry. Or trying to explain this right now. Yeah. Before we get to run away and I let Matt have the floor, I'm gonna let you finish. But I find it interesting that oh. I once heard an album was uh, interview with Snoop where Snoop talked about 
some Smokey Robinson solo stuff that his mom used to listen to around the house. And then Kanye's sampling one of so- Smokey's solo albums. And it it's interesting to me that that, you know, Smokey's solo output is not something that most people, I shouldn't say most people, it's not something that ever was on my radar as somebody who listened to a lot of Motown, but didn't pick up the rest of it. And it, mm-hmm. it's cool to me that, you know, people of that generation, like that's what their moms were playing around the house. And then it, it kind of gets left behind for many years. And then, uh, you know, Snoop or Kanye bring it back into Vogue because that's what was playing around their house when they were kids. So I think it's cool that, that Smokey's solo stuff gets this turn that way. And it, it just reminds me of the, the, the abundance of music that's out there that we don't all, you know, know exists. That's why my kids, when they're superstars, they're going to be sampling two cellos. That's all I listen to around the house. I feel like I've done my job. I brought cello rock to the masses this this week. I feel like I've 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 exposed people to all these music styles. But let's talk about Runaway. I want to hear what Matt has to say about Runaway. Matt, why do you love this? I mean, I know he's cutting the vein. It's like his. Or it's, I get it. Okay, yeah, wait. I just asked. Rob, you got to play the beginning here. Well, I, I don't know if we have the beginning, but we have the to beginning, play the beginning. It's like what in the hell is going on? And then you kind of get through it all, and you're like. He's building up to some here. And then, uh, you know, as Rosie has so eloquently said a few times, all of a sudden the beat drops in the song and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I see where we're going here. And so what's the beginning? You might there as well play it right now while we're talking. There yeah. you go. You know, and it's, I don't know how many, I, I looked it up at one point. I how can many play this. Notes there are. Um, but I can do the yellow you know, John thing. I don't know if I could handle this one though. <laughs> he, he does this, you know, he, 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 he samples a lot or he gets called into, to be on a lot of other guys, uh, records as well. And he does these very simple things. And there was a, a, a schoolboy Q song, that part where he came in and all he said was, okay, like 38 times and schoolboy Q thought like, what the fuck is this guy completely messing everything up? But then. You put it with all this stuff, and you're like, he's a genius, you know? Like, it just leads into that, you know? And then he's, that's, uh, that's Rick James. So this is our first uh, foray into Rick James on the podcast, I think. Kind of jumping off what you guys have been talking about, though, like, when I I was reading about Kanye, it's like a very communal process, right? Like, there are all these people that are bringing these different verses that they have, and they don't know what it's for, and then he hears it or he hears this beat and he's like, oh, this yeah. is perfect for what we're doing here. And he brings in all these people and he brings in all these new ideas. And he seems like he's very open to bringing in these other things that people have. And it, it just seemed really cool to to read about like, hey, there's if you think about like how many amazing artists are on this album, there's dozens of them. And yeah. they're bringing like a verse or they're bringing a beat or there's something. And he's bringing all this in it. I know the guy's like a very ego driven person, but there's got to be some part of him. He's like, I'm going to put my ego aside to bring like these amazing things and let this be the star of the song. I think it's very cool. And I, 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 I'm going to, I agree, but I'm going to, I, I'm going to go a little cynical on it with, with what he does there is that he is going, he's trying to improve what all these other people Mm, did. Interesting. Kind of bring it, you know, and bring it and put them together in a different way and rearrange and compilate and put everything together. Yeah. And put his stamp on it, um, you know, and say, "Well, that, that was great back in the day, but you know, here, let's make this a little better." I, I think he's pretty maniacal that way. Mm. Not, not so much, maybe not in a bad way. I mean, I think it's just the way he ticks. And uh, I don't know if there's probably some sort of psychological uh, term for it. Um, and so I, I don't know, but I, I don't think he's like 
I, I feel like Jay Z is much more like, hey, all for one, one for all, mm. and and Kanye is much more like, oh, I can improve on that. You know, we'll bring you in. You're good, but you know, you could be part of this, but the whole thing's gonna have my big stamp over it. So I don't know. You guys are saying some very smart stuff, and so so I I am too. In the morning when I'm uh, eat my waffles, I'm ego driven. So, <laughs> Rob, your mic's off. I tried to interrupt earlier, and that's a long way away. Rob, Rob, I gotta say, when Matt oh, there, said there compilate, go. that's a that's the first rap word we've made up on this podcast. Go ahead. Is it, it possible? Is it possible that Kanye's act of being so egotistical is an act? Is it no, possible that no. it is just him? doing that as like a bit no almost? no i think no. i think when you're as good as something as this guy is at this you have to you have to believe that you're the greatest in the world you have to have this yeah. uber confidence that you can do this better than anyone or you wouldn't get to this point i think i think he probably has a genuine ego that he knows he can do this better than anyone else and i think he's probably right yeah i, I yeah. You, you do see a lot of parallels between him and brian wilson don't you where he's coming up with new like you're talking about, he's taking these other things and coming up with new ways to do it. Like, you know, Brian Wilson was dragging a pin along a piano, coming up with new sounds and obsessed with the producing, like how it, how it's made. It's a similar thing. Or am I saying something I think, stupid? No, I agree with you, but uh, the parallel to me, and I have to shout out my brother on this one because uh, we had a discussion about this this week. The parallel to me is Dylan. Wait, you're, you're stealing your takes from your brother. <laughs> yes. I like it. No, I'm I'm giving I give I just give him credit. I mean, if I was going to steal it, I'd be like, I mean, well, we were gonna, we were going to replace you next week with your, with your wife. I didn't know oh, your you brother 100%. was giving your takes too. Like, hundred percent. You might you be sitting third. You might be sitting third chair brother. in that trombone audition next week. That would week be here. fair. Too bad we're giving him credit. That's getting edited out. So it's going to be like, here's a smart thing I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the parallel is Dylan, where they're so good at saying things in their music that you absolutely should not listen to anything they say outside of their music because they said it all in their yeah. music. And mm, anything yeah. they say outside of that is suspect because they don't know how to talk to people as a human, but they no. can say it as musicians. Mm. And there was a great, there was a great Very interview smart. on the, on that Netflix, uh, David Letterman and my next guest is, and he's got Kanye on and you, and it's one of those things where I, I start to sweat and I just feel nervous for the guy because he cannot function, you Can't know, like he's yeah. not like just a, like a given, like a, you know, and Dave's trying to help him along and it's like, he's just, he's a little bit awkward in that kind of setting. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. But. I, I listened to the same thing. I heard Kanye on the people, Joe Rogan, who's like the biggest podcast in the world was trying to get him on forever. And he finally got him on and I listened to it and it was really, really brutal. You couldn't get through like yeah. a minute or two and then you'd fast forward and say, well, maybe this part just wasn't good. And it's just, it's not his, it's not his street. It's not his Avenue, right? He's yeah. getting out of his lane with that type of thing. But man, he is like going a hundred miles an hour on this lane. Yeah, he yeah. can say it all. Got all the way up to 12 in the charts. Run away. I don't, and I don't know why I like it, but if I've listened to this once, I've listened to it 3,000 times. I got it in my top 100 of all time. and I mean, I, I listen to it all the time. You've been putting up with my shit just way too long. I'm so gifted if I... I want to get to the, the chorus here because I love it so much. Yeah. And I think it's the I, I, I do I think it was like kind of the first we'll go listen to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait. I just realized Rob did this introduction when he introduced me at the beginning. I don't know how I feel about that. I do like that he rhymed douchebags and scumbags. I think that shows some real. It makes me feel like I could be Kanye. 
But I feel I kind of feel like it's the first, I don't know, ballad's not the right term, but it's kind of the first serious song I've heard out of Kanye for what that is. And I, I think that's what I was drawn to it with. Yeah. Here's a here's a quick uh uh so hell of a life. Here we go. So does he have to play Ozzy when he rips off he's yeah. He has Ozzy as a writer on so how do you yeah, think that works? Does he either. go to Ozzy and like he's just so big that Ozzy says absolutely whatever you do, just give me like a, a couple percent or what? I think it's don't you think it's all handled through agents labels, and people who actually yeah. Oh, yeah. labels handle most yep. of that? Mm. Yep. Know what's going on? I mean, I don't know if Kanye came to you and said, "Hey, we want to sample Beck did it better. Would you let us?" I mean, you'd be like, "Okay, give me one cent for every album you sell." It will be, like, it'd be one more cent that we've made so far. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I've been stealing stuff out of my child's bedroom and selling it. So, oh, nice. hell, of a, hell of a life is it was, hell of a life is the one that foreshadows Jesus, where he just like really went in on the dark sex rapping and you know heavy Nine Inch Nails inspired beats. It's not my favorite track on the album. I am gonna write that down. Jesus, dark sex inspired. Okay, so I'll be back in a second. I gotta go. Blame game. This is what I'm talking about. Where it's that dark. The, the album starts out kind of high and fun, and it starts yeah. to come down here and. I, I think Matt describes it perfectly as opening a vein here. And then you get this song where it's so depressing. And then in the middle, Chris Rock has the funniest fucking bit. I just. It is great. I it cannot so get in. I was listening to it at work. I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. This is John Legend, right? Yeah, this, John Legend. John our, Legend. It's our second album with a John Legend feature on it. I like this Biggie-inspired uh, rapping with yourself kind of thing, changing the voices. Yeah. Except, yeah. you know, Biggie did it with his own voice, and Kanye had to use the vocoder. Quick thing about Chris Rock, though, I was listening to another podcast on this album oh. because uh, this Eric album doesn't uh, even download her own podcast. This album, this, so this month, like November, was this album's tenth anniversary, November twenty second, two thousand ten. So there's a lot of stuff out there about this album. Oh, I like that. And uh, Chris Rock may have set off some controversy because after the album came out, he said this album was better than Thriller. And I don't want to foreshadow our final ratings, but what do we think? Is this album better than Thriller? Yeah, no question, no yeah. question. <laughs> I can't disagree, right? Like, yeah, I think it's better than Thriller. This album has a disturbing lack of PYT on it, though. I will say that. <laughs> um, so we've got Lost in the World with the aforementioned Bone Iver. The bon silence Iver. that our listeners hear is Russ giving the finger wag sign to move it along, Rob. <laughs> it's so pretty. I've, I've never understood. I've never understood Bone Iver. I've never got it. I only know his Kanye. This song's taking so much from other other songs before. Like, what? How does that influence where you rate this? Like, this is not unique for Kanye. He's just taking it from something else. Oh, I, it doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. That's like, that's doesn't like, matter. What is that? Uh, is it? What's that thing where? Okay, well, you've got all these words, and now you're writing a new book. But all these words mm. are yeah out there. You know, like. It's completely different. Completely it's like my book I wrote, The Tale of Three Cities. <laughs> okay? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was okay. It's like that workout. It was the okay of Seven times. minute abs. No, six minute abs. Six <laughs> <Yeah>. minute abs. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like buying razors, right? It's like, oh, you're using a two blade razor? You fucking idiot. This is a three blade razor. Then there's four and there's five. And it's like too many. 
I have to say, this is this is how they end the album is with uh, a, a sample of Gil Scott Heron. I love Gil Scott Heron. I just cannot get enough of this. What he does, oh, great voice. I mean, and I, I think okay, we talked. Tell me who Gil Scott Heron is. I should know. He does. He does but like spoken word poetry over drums, and it's probably his most famous was the one where his a, a rat bit his sister, and they put a man on the moon. If you want to look one up, it's Gil Scott Heron, "Man on the Moon," and it's just this really okay. powerful statement of like, "I'm living in the ghetto. Things are going terrible for us, but great, we put a man on the moon. Like, how does that affect us?" And I think we talked a lot about the humor on this album, and we talked about a lot about the beats, but there's a lot of social commentary going on in this album too that he slips in between talking about, you know putting something in a sarcophagus. All right, let's get into the most popular segment on the show. And definitely not the point where we're all just staring at each other because we're so tired. Interesting to have somebody call in to see if they actually make it to the <laughs> Do you think yeah, anyone has ever good. made it this far? Yeah, just, just have one person call in to see if they You call in and leave a voicemail. Ooh. I'll give you a dollar. Here's the deal. I'll Venmo you one dollar. All right, rolling going. How's it going, everybody? Uh, no, this is not rolling. Going. God, it's another time I made that. This is our final rating, and this is uh, where we say, "Is this album?" This is seventeenth on the list. Okay, it got. Is this? It must have been bumped up because this album wasn't out the first time they made the list. Uh, is this album rolling well toned? It belongs at seventeen. It did it get rolling boned? It should not be seventeen. It should be higher than seventeen, which in this case is a lower number. So. It should be in the top ten. It should be in the top five. It was. It was. Uh, it was three fifty three. By the way, on the last. What? Oh, just so okay. You know. Oh, just, oh. I mean, it's just, it's so just Mike, so guess know. what? Pretty Mike, open up your iTunes review that you're writing. Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> dumb shit. Okay, we fixed it. Facts. All right. Take your computer, put it in the garbage can. Shut up. All right, and then we have. <laughs> I will never apologize. And then we have Rolling Grown. This album is should not be this high. It should be. Lower on the list, we do not like it. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say it's rolling well toned. Um, you know, I think we've got maybe six Kanye albums total, which I think the next time they do this around, they're going to cut a couple of them because I think six is too many. But um, in terms of you know his place in the overall stratosphere of music i mean he's certainly put his stamp on it with this album this and college dropout which comes in i think in the 60s and 70s um you know he he, he's he's very good at what he does he's extremely good at what he does he's an extremely talented person i try to take what i know or what i've seen because i don't know him but what i've seen of him outside of kind of the music sphere and i try to put that to the side as much as i possibly can and and just say he's a He's a brilliant musician. I I thoroughly enjoyed listening to this album. I think, you know, like a top 20 album fits where it is. I'm not going to try to jumble between if should he be 16 or 15, but, you know, having a top 20 album, this should definitely be there. So I'm saying rolling well-toned. Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? Agree with Matt that it's a top 20 album, um, but I'm going to be the nerd that Matt didn't want to be and quibble over one or two spots. Because I don't think it should be higher than, spoiler alert, Pimp a Butterfly, which is coming up. So I'm going to say just barely Rolling Grown because I think to Pimp a Butterfly is better. All right. So Aaron says. Uh, I think mm-hmm. this song yep. sucks. 
All right. So. You're so vicious, Aaron. I don't know why you got to be like that. Like, we're trying to celebrate music, and you're out here just, like, ripping, ripping, ripping. Russ, R- final rating. I don't know. It's interesting because this is the first, like, real modern album where it's within the last 10 years. And so I don't know how influential it is because it's only 10 years old. But I think this is the best album we've listened to so far. And I think the lyrics are awesome. I think it, it scorching hot take. There are all these songs that take these different turns that I was just not expecting. And maybe this is because I've never heard this album before, but frankly, I've never heard any of these albums before, but all these songs take all these different turns. They have all these different artists. There's all these different musical things that are coming in that I just was not expecting. And between if you're going to look at the three songs that really did it for me were the the opening song, my fantasy, all of the lights, and then whatever the piano song, the ding, 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 whatever that song was. (laughs) I just Uh, run away. To How me, can somebody say we're not factually accurate on this podcast? That's ridiculous. <laughs> the ding, ding, ding song. Yeah. I just think that I could see people making an argument for a lot of these albums up there. I think this is the best one we've listened to so far. I don't think it belongs above Marvin Gaye. I think there's maybe one or two others, but like, would you rather listen to this or listen to Pet Sounds again? What this. would you rather listen to? This. I, I would say this a hundred times because pet question. sounds. Yeah, this the, the the and Aaron don't let Aaron don't laugh at this, but the titular track of pet sounds, <laughs> one of the worst songs that we've listened to yet. It's terrible. I mean, the, the, this is so much better. I I think this got rolling boned, I, and I don't know I don't know that it can be much higher on the list because it's so new. But this album is so much better than so many of the things we've listened to so far. This should be. I'm not saying it's number one, but it should be in the discussion. It's so good. All right. So, guys, this time I do want to say um, I actually have a real rating this time. I'm not just going to make some clever rhyme as so many emailers mm. have let me know. Yeah. So right. the one thing I think about this album is when I think about growing up, you know, and, and the music I listen to. And and I think it's. Oh, wait a minute. I, I'm is this really a Zach Attack you, band from? Finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Kanye. I was talking about your album. Actually, one of the best giving, videos of all time. I'm so. All right. You know what? I got to give this album a rolling interrupt shown. Because <laughs> that's what started this whole thing. This whole album is caused by that whole thing and him going out to Hawaii and kind of secluding himself. Love it. I, I could not get enough of this album. Next up, we've got Kendrick Lamar, Pimp a Butterfly. I Russ and I were talking about it earlier, but I love these albums in a row here. I think this is, this is so fun to have three hip-hop albums right in a row. And that's it for Beck Did It Better. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time But you're just too lazy to look it up online If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack Beck did it better This podcast felt like a bad massage I'm going to need a happy ending tonight (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ignore why I'm turning off my video.